Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. Since we are getting ready for the holiday of Shavuot, we're going to learn a beautiful Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe that he said in the year Tafshin Chaf Tes, 51 years ago, and it was certified and edited by the Rebbe in the year Tafshin Nun, 30 years ago. It's based on the verse on the Torah where it says, Bachoydesh HaShlishi, in the third month, Let's say from when the Jewish people left Egypt. We know the Jewish people left in the month of Nisan. Then is the month of Er. So the third month would be the month of Sivan. So the verse says, by Yoim on this day, Bo they came midbar Sinai to Mount Sinai. So the question is, what day did they come? By Yoim it doesn't say what day. So we all know the Torah is very ambiguous, but it's not because it's trying to hide things, but because it wants us to learn. And we know there's uh, different ways you can learn things in the Torah. One of them is called Exera Shava, where if you have in one verse, like in this case, where we don't know what day it is, but in another verse, where it specifies a day, and this verse and the other verse have the same word, a buzzword, so you connect the two. So for example, the Gemara says, since it says Hazen, this verse, and another verse in the Torah says, Achoydesh Hazeh, Lachem Reish over there it's referring to Reish so therefore we know that this this month, when we're referring to Hayyim Hazeh, is referring to Reish that's what the Talmud tells us. Comes along the Gemara, and the Gemara says, why are you learning it out from the Gzair Shava using the word Hazer? There's another word in this verse. When they came to Bab Midbar Sinai, where'd they come to Bab Midbar? Midbar is also a buzzword. And in, in Bab Midbar, we know in another verse it says it's referring to Rishchaydish. So we can also know it's Rishchaydish based on the buzzword of Bab Midbar. So Rabbi asked the question, seemingly, what's Taisa's question? Hayoyim Hazed this day, my concern is right now what day? So they use right away this verse, which is close to Hayoyim, to tell you what day it was. Why use a verse, a, a word later? Also later speaking about the desert, here speaking about the day. Obviously, the, ter- the Tosis has the question, it has a real reason, a good reason why it wants to use that word. And what's the reason? So we're going to explore, and we will tr- hopefully come up with a beautiful idea based on Kabbalah. What's the reason why Toysvis wants to use the buzzword of Midbar versus the word Hazel? So we know what day they come. They came Rosh so now the Rebbe is going to explain what's the whole idea, why is it important to know they came in Rosh Chodesh, why Hayoyim uh, Hazeh, and why the Tesis want to use the word from Midbar. So Rebbe says, we're going to, in order to understand this verse, we're going to try to understand basically what's the whole idea of Matan Torah. So we know that Matan Torah, what happened was, three things happened. There was a Noisin HaTorah, Hashem gave the Torah. There was Kabbalah HaTorah, we received the Torah. And then there's the Torah itself. And in the verse where it speaks about Hashem coming down to Mount Sinai, so it says, Hashem said all these words, Lamer. What does Lamer mean? So the commentaries tell us that Lamer means that Hashem is imbuing, empowering, that any time and any place in any future generations, when we sit down to learn Torah, Hashem is saying it with us. Based on the verse, Tan L'shoni Mersecha. So what happened at Matan Torah was, not only did we receive the Torah, but we also received the gift that any time and any place that we sit down to learn Torah, we are learning Torah with Hashem. Which is very, very powerful. Now, so now what's the question, what's the connection between Matan Torah and Shavuos? 
Modern Torah received the Torah. Very nice. Shavuos is one of the three holidays of the year. Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. What's the connection between Shavuos and Matan Torah? So the Rebbe explains that we know that what is, what is what's Shavuos? Shavuos is the holiday that we were commanded by God to count. From the second day of Pesach, we count Sviras Aymer. We count 49 days. What's the idea of counting 49 days? To get ready for Shavuos. To get ready to bring the carbon oimer. And we count every single day. And every single day we have to transform ourselves. We know every single day of the first week it represents the midah of chesed. We go through chesed, gvur, tiferes, all the seven midot. The second week all the midah of gvura, and so on and so forth. What happens on the 50th day? So the Torah says you should count seven weeks. But then it says tisbru chamishim yoyim. We don't count the 50th day. So the 50th day is a gift. After we did our avoidah for, for seven weeks and we transformed ourselves, then we get the gift of chamishim yoyim. What's chamishim yoyim? So it's brought down in Kabbalah and it says that's the 50th gate of Bina. What's the 50th gate of Bina in terminology that we can relate to? That's the gift of the sphere of Kesser. What's the whole idea of sphere of Kesser? Because we're, we're coming to Matan Torah and we're getting the gift of the Torah and we're getting the gift that we're going to learn. Every time we learn Torah, we're going to connect to Hashem. How can we connect to Hashem when we learn Torah? We have to be humble. Because if you're arrogant, you're not going to be able to connect to Hashem. As the Talmud says, So how do we experience the humility by doing the work for the seven weeks and we get Kesser, Kesser has in it the ingredients that allows us to experience uh, true humility. And based on this, Derby says that that's why the verse says that it was in the, th- the, the, third, the third month we came to Midbar Sinai. Why Rish Chodesh? Why do we specifically have to come Rish Chodesh? Because Rish Chodesh, we know, that's when the, the Levana is born. The Moidul HaDavana. And we know, what does it mean the, 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 the moon is born? It's a little dot. What's a little dot? A little dot resembles humility. So because it resembles humility and we came on that day, that's the day that we're, that, that's appropriate to work on our humility so that we'll be able to receive the Torah from Hashem and not only receive the Torah from Hashem, we'll receive it with humility. So therefore, for, for generations, till today, until Mashiach comes, every time we, we, we learn Torah, we will learn in humility and we'll be able to connect to Hashem. So that's the connection of what? Of Matan Torah is to receive the Torah, receive the Torah then, but even today when we learn Torah, we're connecting to Hashem. That's the connection with Shavuos, because Shavuos gives us the gift of Kesser, and that's why we came to Rosh Chodesh, to have the humility, and through Kesser we'll ha- be able to have the humility to connect to Hashem in a very beautiful way. So that's one reason why we came on Rosh Chodesh. Humility. There's another reason why we came to Rosh Chodesh. Because we know it says, that we mentioned already before, that when we left Egypt, we had to go through transforming ourselves. And we went through all this, we had to go through seven weeks. So the first week was all full of chesed. The second week, gvura. The third week, tiferes. And now when it came to the seventh week, malchus. So the, within the first three days, we do chesed, gvura, tiferes of malchus. And we all know that the, the main sphere is chesed, gvura, tiferes. The main emotional sphere is chesed, gvura, tiferes. So once we accomplished the full six weeks, and we accomplished already the seven weeks, the first three days, we are totally a complete human being. So on Rosh we finished counting the third day of 
the seventh week, so now we're complete and we are ready to receive the Torah. So the Rebbe asks a simple question. On one hand, what are we saying? That we came here and we're humble, moil talavana. Nevertheless, we're saying what? That we're complete. So are we complete? Are we humble? And the answer is that we need both. We need to be complete. We need to be transformed. But after all the transformation, we have to be humbled. So it's a double, a double gift that we need. We need to be transformed. We need to be complete. But with the completion, we have to have a sense of humility. Then the Rebbe goes on to explain the second half of the verse that says that we came where? Bamid Barsina. Why is the Torah telling us? Obviously, we need to know where they came, but Midbar Sinai. So spiritually, what is Midbar? Midbar represents the whole idea of Dibur. Dibur means speech. What are you speaking? So Dibur, Midbar is two words. Mem, Dibur. Mem is one of the letters of the word Hemantiv. Every one of the letters refers to the way we're humbled. So the Dibur, our Dibur, our speech is humbled. So Midbar is our speech is humble. That means whatever we're saying, we're saying the words of Hashem. I don't, I don't share my own words. I don't share my own thoughts. I share what Hashem has to say. That's Midbar. You're only sharing what Hashem has to say. What do you mean I'm sharing what I have to say? There's no me. It's Midbar. We have to be totally humbled. Like we find, for example, in the Midbar, a Midbar is a place nothing grew. What does it mean nothing grew? In a place where things grow, what, what is growth? I think and I have an idea and I feel. That's growth. What is Midbar? Nothing grows. There's no intellect, there's no my opinion, and I think, and there's no emotions, and I feel. Nothing grows. The well, only thing that grows is Midbar, the Dibbar of Hashem. The only thing that we're sharing is what Hashem has to say. And then we have the avoid of Sinai, because what's the whole idea of Sinai? Because the Talmud says that the reason why it's called Sinai, because it was a Sina for the Umas oil and people that wanted to accept the Torah, which means the idea of breaking all the Klippot and all the Sikhra so the avoid of Midbar Sinai is when you're totally humbled. The only thing you're sharing is Hashem, Hashem, what Hashem has to say, and all the klipot and the sitra, achra, are totally obliterated and um, destroyed. So the Rebbe asks now a question, what we just say? The first part, Yoim Hazeh, that on one hand, we are totally transformed, we went through um, seven weeks, six weeks, and then three days. And the other hand, we're humbled. So are we humbled? Are we, are, are, are we, are we complete? So Rebbe explains powerfully, and he says as follows. What is the whole idea of humility? So what we say, how do we know humility from? We said it's from the Levana, because we count to the moon. Our, our, our calendar is based on the moon. What is the whole idea of a Levana? So Levana means, that doesn't mean the Levana doesn't exist. When you say the first day of the month, it means a tiny dot of the moon. Does it exist or does? Sure it exists. But what happens is it's called Moilad HaLevana. Moilad means it was born. What means it was born? It's something, but it recognizes it came from somewhere else. It's only a creation. So true humility is, no, you're something. You were born. You were created. You have tremendous qualities, but you recognize where your qualities came from. True humility is, you're a somebody, you have tremendous talents, tremendous gifts, intellect, emotions, understanding, ideas, all levels of transformation. But you realize, where did you get all these gifts from? You got them from Hashem. And that's really what humility is. Humility is when you have talent, 
but you know where it came from. And that's why the verse says, Yoim Hazeh. What does Yoim mean? Yoim means day. What does day mean? Day means light, when it's light outside. What does light mean? When there's love. In Kabbalah it says that Yichudi Ilah, the highest level of a union, the highest level of a relationship is when it's light, when it's bright, when it's full of love. That's real union. On the contrary, when it's dark, when it's full of gvura, when it's the opposite of love, when it's yira, that's not yichud Allah, that's yichud teta. There's a relationship. Yichud teta. A low level. Fear, darkness, that's something we want. We want to have the highest level of relationship. What's the highest level when it's full of light, when it's full of love? That's the highest level of relationship. So we want to have the highest level. We want you to have light, full of light, full of love, full of success. However, all that you have to realize is coming from who? From Hashem. And that's the power of Rishchidosh. The power of Rishchidosh is there's a birth. But it comes from somewhere. We have tremendous gifts, but we get it from somewhere. And based on this, the Rebbe explains, this is why Toysvis wanted we should learn it out from Midbar. Why? Because Yoim Hazes telling you, Yoim, your day, your light, you're bright, you're full of great things. But we have to be humble, know where it came from. Midbar is a higher level of humility. Midbar means by everything I'm saying, I have nothing to say. I'm just sharing what Hashem, has, Hashem wants. Sinai, all the klipot sikhrat rock are destroyed. So Toysva says, if you're coming to receive the Torah, so you need humility to receive the Torah. So why shouldn't you learn the Xerashon from Midbar? Because Midbar is a stronger humility. It's referring to just saying the Dibra of Hashem. So now we understand why Toysvis wanted us to learn from Midbar, from, 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 from the, that word of Midbar. Why? Because that's a higher level of humility. But nevertheless, we don't learn it from there. Why? Because the truth is there's a certain power in having gifts, being a human being, and nevertheless having humility and transforming yourself. Why is that? How is that? So the Rebbe, explain, uh, Rebbe brings the famous Maimar Chazal, where it says in reference to Shavuot, and it says like this, When the Jewish people went ahead and they said Nasa before Nishma, so then the angels came along and they made every one of the Jewish people two crowns and put it on their head, one for Nasa and one for Nishma. So the Rebbe asks a simple question, one second. The first part of the Maimon Chalsal says, The reason why they got the crowns is because they said Nasa before Nishma. So why are they getting the crowns based on the first half? Because they said Nasa before Nishma. The second half says, why are they getting the crowns? One was for Nasa, one was for Nishma. What, why did they get the crowns? Because they, one was before the other or because they said both? So the Rebbe Marash explains... Let's try to understand what does this mean they said Nasa, we're going to do, and what does it mean Nishma, we're going to hear. And Rabbi Rosh explains that Nasa means Kabbalah's El Malcha Shemaim. Kabbalah's El Malcha Shemaim means I'm accepting Hashem. Nasa means I'm accepting Hashem. Not accepting this rule, that rule, I'm accepting Hashem. And obviously, if I accept Hashem, I accept everything. What does Nishma mean? Nishma, uh, nishma means I'm accepting to do all the mitzvot. Kabbalah to all mitzvot. I'm accepting to do all the mitzvot. So, 
And for example, he says, we know that when you say Shema, so there's three, three chapters to Shema. But the first two is V'hafta, and the second one is V'hayim Shemoyah. What does V'hafta mean? Also, Kabbalah Salamach HaShemayim. I'm accepting Hashem. V'hayim Shemoyah, I'm accepting the mitzvahs. Or, for example, another, another way to describe the difference between the first parasha and Shema and the second parasha and Shema. The first parasha and Shema is Ratzoi, I want to cleave to Hashem, Mysterious Nefesh. The second one, Vahayim Shemoyah, is Shuv, I'm bringing it down to reality. Now, we know that what do you have to say first? First, you have to say Shema, Vahafta, then Vahayim Shemoyah. Why? Because you can't go to accepting Mitzvah without accepting Hashem. So, therefore, the Bnei Yisrael, they said Nasa v'nishma means the same idea. They did the, na, na, the, na, they did the Nasa first, they did Kabbalah Selmach Shemayim first, and then they went over to the idea of Nishma, of accepting the, uh, accept, accepting the, the mitzvot. Now, why did they have to have Nasa before Nishma? This, why Nasa before Nishma? Shreva explains, because they received as a gift two crowns, and what is a crown? A crown is makiv. It's something which is you cannot internalize. It's very, very powerful. So in order to draw down that powerful energy of makiv, you had to have nasa before nishma, which means that when you're saying nishma, even though you're accepting specific mitzvot, but you're doing it as as, as a introduction. And the baseline is Kabbalah Selmach Hashemayim. So even when I'm accepting the mitzvot of Kabbalah Selmach El Mitzvot, I'm accepting it after I did what idea of Kabbalah Selmach Hashemayim. And that's why you, had, why you have to have two crowns. Very simple, because in the first Nasa, which means I want to have Ratzui, I want to have a state of ecstasy, Kabbalah Selmach Hashemayim, that's when Mimale, we go up into Seva, we go into the crown. On the other hand, when we, we're doing Kabbalah Sol Mitzvah, that's when we're drawing down Kesser, Makif, down into this world. And um, so now the Rebbe explains, so, but, so even though you're drawing it down to this world, so why is it important that the Nasa should be, should, Nasa should be first? And the Rebbe explains, because Kesser is a very, very high level, and it's a high level which is totally not connected to any of the spherot. so therefore you have to have the Nasa first. Never explains as follows. The Rebbe says, for example, this idea of Kesser. What's Kesser mean? It's totally disconnected. Totally not connected to, to, to reality. For example, we know in Kesser, there's two levels. There's Atik, the higher level, and there's Arach, the lower level. Atik is, in practical terms, called Tainuk, a very, very deep Pleasure. Arich is what? The Ratzin. In Ratzin, so let's say you, have, you want to do something. So it's not a logical thing. It's not a, a feel thing. Ratzin, I want to do something. But you, what do you want to do? So you can you say you want to do something specific. Sometimes you have a Ratzin, I just want. What do you want? I don't know what I want. So, I don't know what I want. so that's Ratzin where it's not connected to reality. A temper tantrum. I want, I want. What? I don't know, I want something. That's not reality. But then you have a Ratzin which is connected to reality. So Ratzin has both, where it's disconnected and connected. Tainug and the real level of Kesser is much, it's way out there. It's not connected to reality. But in B'nai Yisrael, what did they get? They got two crowns. They got beyond reality. Why? Because even though the first one, Nasa, were willing to accept El Malchashmayim, for sure it makes sense why they got the crown. But when they said Kabbalah Sol Mitzvahs, why did they get the crown? And the answer is because... 
they got it, they said Kabbalah Salmitzis as an introduction after they said Kabbalah Salmachashamayim. So even though they were accepting the mitzvahs, but because they accepted first Hashem, so when they accepted the mitzvah, it's part of, it's part of them, it's part of the process of accepting Hashem. And therefore, they, they got the two crowns, which is basically totally makif, which is above and way beyond um, connected to any, any type of reality, because it came as an introduction from the whole idea of NASA. Now, um, but then the Rebbe says, one second, if that's the case, so what's the difference between Nasa and Ishma? If it's both Bittal, accepting, so what's the technical difference between accepting Hashem and accepting the mitzvot? And especially what we're saying is that accepting the mitzvot came after you accepted, you accepted Hashem. So the Rebbe explains as follows, that um, there's something which is called Ratzui, when you have a yearning of ecstasy. So there's different types of yearnings of ecstasy. You can want to have, you want to cleave to Hashem. Why do you want to cleave to Hashem? Because you want to cleave to Hashem. So what's cleaving? You're cleaving. It's all about you. Or you can say, no, no, no. Really, I want to cleave to Hashem. But I know Hashem wants me down here. But on the other hand, I need Hashem. I need, I need energy. I need godly light. So I want to go up to cleave to Hashem so that I can get the light to bring it down to this world. So there's a big difference. If it's just Ratsu, you want to cleave to Hashem, that's not, that's not about Hashem, it's you. You have this, this interest of having a godly or a spiritual experience. But if you want to do what Hashem wants, you want to be down here doing, living in a physical world, doing physical mitzvot, but on the other hand, you want to have spiritual energy, so you're going up to get some spiritual energy to bring it down to reality. So it's a Ratsi, the whole purpose of the Ratsi is for the Shuv. So back to our case. When they said Nasa, you can say, Nasa, Hashem, I accept you. No, no, no. That's not what they said. Nasa, Hashem, I accept you. I want to be with you. I'm ready to do anything. But I want to do anything with you so that I can be Nishma. I can take that powerful energy and bring it down to reality. And then the Nishma I'm doing based on the power of that original Nasa. Which what happens then is you're actually going much deeper into what Hashem wants. As the Rebbe uses the term, you're actually going into the idea of what does Hashem want? Does Hashem want me to leave this world? Or does Hashem want me to live in this world? And the answer is we all know that Hashem wanted what? We should make a dwelling place down here. What does that mean? We should draw down the infinite light of Hashem in this world. Now when a person is following what Hashem wants, meaning to say, is, you know, Hashem had a dream. Hashem is this godly, infinite, spiritual human being. He, want, he created a finite world. He put us here, and He wants us to bring godliness into this world. How do we bring godliness into the world? So we have to first and foremost, we have to accept we're doing whatever Hashem wants. So Kabbalah's El Ma'achal means I am doing what Hashem wants. That's the first so it's not about me. Yes, I'm me and I have all my gifts that God gave me, but all, everything he gave me, it comes from him. And I want to do what he wants. So therefore, I want to go, I want to connect to this infinite light. But I know that the goal is not to take a flight up and stay there. The goal is I want to go and get some spiritual energy, but right afterwards, I want to bring it back down to this world. Why? Because I want to fulfill God's dream of 
Now, who had that dream? Atmos. Hashem himself had that vision and that dream to make a dira, to make a dwelling place. So, when Bnei Yisrael said, Nasa, that means, I'm willing to do whatever Hashem wants. And when they said Nishma, means I'm willing to take all that powerful ecstasy that I have and bring it down into Bedir B'tachtonim, down to this world. What does that require from us? That requires tremendous humility. Because it's not about me. It's not about what I want. I am willing just to follow protocol. Hashem wants Dir B'tachtonim, great. Nasa, I'm willing to accept you as Hashem. And then I'm willing to do all the mitzvot and bring down the light down to this world. But when I'm drawing down the light into this world, what type of light am I drawing down? Because this mitzvah makes sense? Or I appreciate this mitzvah? No. Because I want to connect to the infinite Hashem. I want to connect not to external and light and it feels good and it feels great and it makes sense. No, no, no. I want to connect to the essence of Hashem. That's what I want to connect to. Atmos. And because I want to connect to Atmos, Nasa, I'm ready to do anything. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to accept you, Hashem. And now I want to bring it down to this world. And that's really what happened on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we came to the mountain, and we came and we said, yes, Hayoim, it's light, and it's full of love, and it's all great. However, it's all about Hashem. It's not about me. Or like Midbar, I am really, just, I want to speak whatever Hashem has to want to speak. And all the Klippot, totally get eradicated. And up to the point that we can actually draw down Hashem and therefore Rosh we can even reach a level of what? A bitl, not only bitl ayesh, but bitl metzias. We can totally become nullified. And based on this, the Rebbe explains a deeper idea of why the verse says, Bayoim hazeh on this day. Because we know the word zeh, this, the only one that you can say this is only in Hashem. Because the only one that really exists, for example, Zeh Keli Vanveyu. What do we say? Zeh, this. What this? Referring to Hashem is our God, and therefore I'm going to beautify Him. Why? Because the only one that really exists, Meloi Chala Aretz who's the only one that exists? Who is the only one that you can say Zeh? Only in Hashem. Why? Because not only in Hashem, but on external, but Atmos, the essence of Hashem. Because anything that was created by something else, and anything that exists because someone else created it, you can't say Zeh on it. The only place you can say Zeh is on Hashem. So therefore, it's so beautiful. In the third month, they left Egypt. They come to, to uh, Mount Sinai. They're full of light. They're full of love. They feel like they transform themselves. What does Hazes tell you? Who's the only Zeh? Who's the only one that exists? Atmos. The only one that exists is Hashem. And because the only one that exists is Hashem, what am I? Hashem created me. So therefore, all my tremendous talents and gift, I'm humbled. Because the only one that's really existing is Hashem. I don't even exist. And based on this, Rebbe explains why it says when they came, what does it say later on in the verse? But Midbar Sinai. What did Midbar accomplish that totally humbled Sinai? There was animosity to anyone that wouldn't accept Hashem. Why? Because the fact that Hashem chose us 
And the fact that people didn't want to accept Hashem, Hashem was willing to give the Torah to anybody. That means where did it come, when Hashem was giving, willing to give the Torah to anybody, it wasn't because someone was better or worse. Hashem had anyone. So Hashem was willing to give the Torah to anybody because he was giving it from a, a place where there was no difference between one person and the other person. There was no difference. He was willing to give it to anybody. Which in Hebrew it's called, it was coming from a place of Bechira Chavshis. Hashem didn't choose one over the other for this reason. And he, he, got, he just gave it freedom of choice. The only, the only place where you can have freedom of choice is only in Hashem. And only in the Atmos of Hashem. And because it came from that level, that place, we were able to have true animosity to our own evil incarnation. And because of that, we were able to transform our animal soul. How? By revealing Atmos. Because when you reveal Atmos, you can have opposites. What are the opposites? On one hand, I exist, and it's light, and it's love, but nevertheless, it's all Hashem. And there's a world, but the world is trans- transformed. Now, that's what happened in Rosh Chodesh. There's a world, the world got reformed. But in order for us to receive, the, and, that, and that's the power of Rosh Chodesh, but in order for us to receive the Torah already on, on, on Shavuos, then we have to go to the, the, the higher level of humility, the level of Midbar, where basically our, whatever we're saying is the Bar Hashem, where everything is totally nullified. And then we were able to receive the Torah, because the Torah actually is from the is Mamash from Hashem himself. That's literally from the Etzim of Hashem. And that's the power what of Matan Torah itself. Then Rebbe goes on to explain where it says Bachoides Hashlishi. So the Chayra, the Rebbe is saying, this idea we spoke about of Rishchoides, what's Rishchoides? We have all our tremendous gifts, but nevertheless we're humble. Seemingly, why isn't that every, every Rishchoides? Nevertheless, the verse says it's only when Bachoides Hashlishi. Why was it only in the third month of Sivan? The Rebbe explains beautifully. The Rebbe says as follows. We all know the first month, month of in the Jewish calendar when the Jewish people became a people is the month of Nisan. And we already explained in one of the previous Kabbalah classes that when you stop becoming a people, you have to start going from the bottom to the top. You don't start from the top to the bottom. So you, from the Sefirot, we start from the bottom. The first month is the, of, of Nisan is the month of Malchus. That's what happens in the first month, Malchus. Then as we graduate out of Malchus, the second month, is that the month of Iyar is actually called the month of Ziv. In Kabbalah, it's called Ziv, which means it's a ray. We start to get into a ray of the emotions, which is the emotions of Yesoid. So the month of Nisan is what? Is Malchus. The month of Iyar is Yesoid, the way it goes into Malchus. And the third month is, we go, go up the middle channel, it goes into Teferis in beauty. Because Teferis is where the Name Yudke Vavke is totally revealed. The Shem Ha'etzim is revealed. So Bachoides Hashlishi again. The first month is Malchus. Second month Er is Yisoid, which is only a Ziv array. And the month of Sivan is the Tiferes, which is the essence of Hashem's name. The Etzim of Hashem is revealed. And because when you have the etzim, the essence of Hashem is revealed, therefore. Only and specifically, this powerful gift of humility exists only on the month, the third month, the month of Sivan. So the month of Sivan has the power you can be, you can be full of light, yoyim, you can be full of light, but nevertheless, and love and all the great things, but Hashem is revealed. Because Hashem is revealed, we're able to experience the greatest humility possible.
And Rebbe says, by preparing ourselves in the third month, again, the month of Tiferes, where the essence of Hashem is revealed, and specifically in Rishchei Deshivim, which is going to be this Sunday, by transforming our animal soul, like we mentioned before, the idea of Sinai, getting rid of all the klipot, and being humble, the level of Midbar, the highest level, which means the level of our godly soul. And specifically, Rebbe says, when we are, because one of the, the biggest powerful gifts of, of the Jewish people was, Hashem said, look, they're all here together. They're all unified. Now I'm ready to give them the Torah. When we stood there in a unified way, it opened up Hashem's heart and melted Hashem. The biggest gift we can give to Hashem and the way we can melt Hashem's heart is by being unified. Because when we unified, Hashem said, we're ready to give them the Torah. Why? Because we why, why would Hashem say we're ready to give them the Torah? Because where do we di differentiate, I'm this and you're that, and I think better and worse, and so on and so forth? That's in lower levels. But when you go into the essence, where we all come from, our Shoyrish and Hashem comes from the Atmos. And in the Shoyrish, we're all one. So when we behave unified, we're connecting to the Atzim of Hashem. So we're we're opening up the etzim of Hashem. As we open up the etzim of Hashem, Hashem says, here, sure, I'll give you the Torah. So every single time we are unified with one another, we literally open up the greatest channel for the greatest blessings. And we saw a Matan Torah, we received the Torah because we became unified. And through the fact that we'll be unified today, the Rebbe says, we'll be merit to receive the Torah. But now we receive the Torah physically, we'll receive it besimcha, because the greatest gift you can have is not only to have the Torah, which is great, but to have the Torah in a way of simcha, we're really, really happy, spiritual happiness, physical happiness, emotional happiness, obipnimius, we'll receive the Torah not only as a book on the shelf, but internally, it'll become part of who we are. Well, our, our lives, our families, our communities will be bright from learning Torah and connecting to Hashem, the noise in our Torah. And we'll not only achieve it for, for, for Shavuos and for Matan Torah, we'll achieve this for a whole year. So this discourse is a beautiful discourse because it teaches us how to get ready for Matan Torah by realizing all the tremendous qualities we have. But remembering all the qualities we have is a gift from Hashem. And because it's a gift from Hashem, we're totally humbled to Hashem. And because we're humbled to Hashem, we're, re we're ready to accept Hashem. We're ready to accept His mitzvot. We're ready to get along with everybody. And when we get along with everybody, we'll, we'll draw down the greatest blessings. We'll connect to the powerful blessings of the month of Sivan, the month of the Tferes, the month where the Etzim of Hashem is revealed. And God willing, will touch Hashem in the most beautiful place that Hashem will reveal Himself and grant us the greatest gift of the revelation of Mashiach Tzitkenu speedily in our days. Thank you so much for joining us for our beautiful Hasidus class.